Hey there! Welcome to Before the Green and After the Checkers, a NASCAR fan podcast, and we are your hosts. I am Evan Locke. I'm Don Johnston. And I'm Mary Lee Locke. NASCAR. We watch it, we talk about it, and now we're sharing it with you. Every week we'll talk Before the Green, predictions for the upcoming race, we'll talk After the Checkers, a recap of what happened last week, and we'll throw in a little of the in-between too. But we can't promise it'll always be in that order. We also have Corey's question of the week, and let's face it, lots of questionable banter between ourselves. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy our content and share it with a friend. Without further delay, let's go. <laughs> I'm doing well. Um, I guess we might as well just rip the band-aid off. Um, I know a lot of people that listen to our podcast really enjoy having Donnie here. Uh, unfortunately... We fired um, him. Yeah. Uh, we did a poll. <laughs> and uh, no, um, unfortunately, Donnie can't be with us tonight. Um, nothing, nothing major <coughs> in the grand scheme of things. Just not able to be here tonight. So... Um, it's going to be just Mary Lee and I, we're probably going to do a little bit of an abbreviated version of the podcast, uh, but we should hit all of your high points. And, uh, as long as Mary Lee's not her boring self, we should at least have a little bit of fun. So, well, I already miss you, Donnie. So there's that. Yeah. You Evan's no a jerk. To, <laughs> you have no one to pick on me with. That's right. We like to team up to be yeah. fair. I kind of just pick whichever team I want to be on against the other person. Well, you right. guys do that seems, to me, too. It just seems predominantly that it's Donnie. <laughs> and Easy. I mean, I'm obviously biased. Right. <laughs> yeah. But to be but fair, you guys okay. gang up on me, too. So. Yeah, every once in a while. But. Sure, sure. Um, I should also mention, too, we did receive a voice message this week. And uh, it does pertain to this week's racing. and Actually, the last couple of weeks of racing. So we do want to address that, but. Um, really want to have Donnie here for that. So we are going to hold off on it until next week, but we do have voice messages that we're going to share with you guys um, that we look forward to bringing to you next week as well. So, but outside of that, I think the announcement portion is taken care of Mayor. Yeah, let's head in. Now we've done some rearranging this week um, due to the nature of Corey's question and how much it is tied to the after checkers portion, which we're going to start with. Um, we're actually going to start with Corey's question of the week. So sweet. Apparently, Corey, you're our favorite right now. Well, he's always at every show, right? So right. All uh. right. <laughs> so Corey's question for you, I guess, Evan, is: As a new fan of the sport, it seems to me that it is a bad look for a non-NASCAR driver to come in for a one-off race and win in his debut. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um. So there's a lot that goes into that. And the first thing I will say is it's obviously not easily done. The last time it happened um, 60 years ago in 1963. So it's not like this is a 
recurring trend that needs to be concerning. Um, I don't the know, other once element, every 60 years. That's pretty often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other thing that's important to remember, too, is the the Trackhouse 91 car is very much a cherry-picking operation. So they're not a full-time car. They literally have two other full-time teams, and they just run this one when they can get an international superstar from another discipline to come in cool. and run. And it's, yeah, it's really just a opportunity to um, bring some awareness, not only to the, to the sport, but specifically to them as a team. Uh, it's kind of just a uh, opportunity to bring in a really big name, draw some attention, drum up some sponsorship money, and, and put a car on the field. Uh, so in this case, and actually what they always do is they always look for guys that are super talented. Uh, and this car has never run on anything uh, other than special events like road courses. Uh, and they may have run it at the dirt race um, earlier this year, but typically it's road courses with road course specialists. So what, what I mean by that is guys that have whatever discipline they've run in, they have primarily focused on road racing. And so for someone like Shane Van Gisbergen, and we're going to call him <coughs> SVG from here on out because everyone else has been, and that is much easier. Uh, but for someone like him to come in, uh, it's not like he's a retired driver. He is currently still driving in the V8 Supercars series in Australia and New Zealand. And that series uses cars that are very, very similar to what the cup car is right now and to that point in that vehicle that is very close to what we're driving right now he has won 80 races in 499 starts which is a very good win percentage on top of that he also has won three championships including the last two back-to-back -back. so it's not like this is a guy who is you know he was a big name and he's coming over now that he's kind of semi-retired or whatever this is a guy who's still currently doing it uh, and jumped into some very good equipment so when I say it's a cherry picking car, that's kind of what I mean. They got a guy that was extremely well suited for this particular race, um, a race that NASCAR has never done before. A street course and a road course are very different, uh, even down to the fact that if you get on to some paint at a road course, it is much different paint than what you would find on like a crosswalk on a road course. That paint is very slippery, whereas paint that's intended for a racetrack actually has a texture to it it has grip it has traction so all of those little minute details uh do change things a lot so it was nascar's first race so it's not like our guys have any experience doing this and right. this guy has quite a bit right so essentially what it's like is it's like taking the best tennis player who plays on a clay surface and matching him up with the best tennis player who plays on a grass surface but not alternating courses or uh, surfaces so they stick only to clay the guy who predominantly plays on clay and excels at clay he's nine times out of ten going to beat the guy who doesn't uh, so it is an important thing to mention and i will also address the fact that um you know chase elliott kind of said oh you know he's going to go back to new zealand and tell everyone how bad we are kind of joking um but it's important to remember that NASCAR drivers face one of the most versatile schedules in all of motorsports. This season alone, they're going to race on short tracks, speedways, super speedways, which we refer to as plate tracks typically, dirt, road courses, road oval hybrids, and as of yesterday, or Sunday, I guess, um, a street course. So we have a wide range of 
of of uh, of courses for these guys to excel at, and that's why it's such a great opportunity now for guys to get into the playoffs that perhaps weren't as able to before because they all have different talents, skills, and levels of ability. And so this week, Trackhouse brought a guy who was extremely qualified for this particular track. They gave him a crew chief who has won 23 races in the Cup Series, including some with the likes of Jimmy Johnson. Gave him a great team with a great car. I mean, it. Uh, I won't say it was inevitable, but it's not surprising, uh, nor is it a bad look. I mean, um, if you look at the ratings for this week, it's the highest ratings that NASCAR has had for a single race since Dale Earnhardt's last race, which was the championship race of 2017. So, or sorry, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s last race. Sorry, not <laughs> Dale Earnhardt's. Uh, so I think the eyes that run the sport is a good thing. And it was during an extremely exciting race that everyone who watched it raved about. So, um, yeah, it would have been nice to see a NASCAR guy beat them, beat him. But I also think that the next time he comes to compete, I think we'll have a greater appreciation when, uh, when a cup regular brings it to him. Do you say he's from New Zealand? Uh, he's from Australia or New Zealand. I think he is from New Zealand, but the supercar series is primarily Australia with some races in New Zealand. Cool. I've been to New Zealand, you know, touchdown, spent some time in the the airport. airport. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I didn't think you had been outside the airport, but (coughs) I saw the sheep on the hills while I was flying in and Uh their airport was like the nicest one I spent any time in. And I spent a good handful of hours like 10 hours or so there. You mean the airport in Vanuatu wasn't like... No, not as nice as the Auckland, New Zealand <laughs> one. <laughs> believe it or not. Anyway, great answer, I believe Ed. it. <laughs> um, well, it's just an opinion, right? It's not technically, you know... Nope, it's you have nobody to argue with you. It's the right answer tonight. <laughs> That's true. And anyone who knows anything would know not to anyway, right? So. Really? <laughs> All right, so other than that, with after the checkers, let's also get into everything else that happened. Sure. So um, they've shortened the race by 25 laps uh, because of a flash flood. So yeah. this hurt, help? Yeah, so there had been guys who had run into some issues early in the race um, and had start, or had started back in the pack. Um, and because of the way that the strategy played out, um, they were allowed to kind of get towards the front. Likewise, guys <laughs> like um, guys like SVG, uh, he ended up, because of his pitch strategy, he was in the back, but it also allowed him to have 16-lap pressure tires. Uh, and so it did definitely hurt and help some people. Uh, the big takeaway from that is it appears that there was no communication from NASCAR that, hey, this may happen. We may run up against darkness. Um, so it kind of put some people in a pickle because they had already made their strategy play based on the fact that they assumed they were going to make it to 100 laps. And mm-hmm. uh, there was some drivers and some teams who were a little bit upset about that. I don't really, I don't really blame NASCAR for actually making that call. Um, but Jeff Gordon did say earlier this week, that you know we need to have protocols in place so that we can know as a team hey we're getting to these um certain thresholds where we know nascar is going to make this call Mm -hmm. and that way we can plan accordingly and everyone's on a on a level playing field 
because there was guys who took risks that perhaps wouldn't have with that strategy. And uh, I think it's really unfortunate. I actually think that um, that someone like Justin Haley probably wouldn't have been in the position he was in where he was leading the race uh, with only like six or seven laps to go and then had it taken from him, uh, which I think just as, as much as that was great for him to do that, uh, I think seeing it slip away to um, would probably have been less devastating if you were expecting to run 15th or 16th because that's where you were. Right. Not that that matters in the grand scheme, but, you know. I see, I see. I believe. Okay, next question. Sure. <laughs> the flow is so good when it's just the It's two really us. not, and I am just like, my brain is in 18 places today. This is my last transition week, though. After this week, I will be back to my normal life schedule, which hopefully will help you and your podcast. Our podcast. Our podcast, yeah. <laughs> okay. I haven't even been able to get you to design yourself for the logo yet, so. <laughs> I know. I don't like how I look every time I draw it. Okay. Could be worse. I could be letting you use a real picture. That's rude. But yes, that what? could be worse. <laughs> The same could be said for Donnie and I, trust me. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there was some multiple front runners who had issues throughout the day. Yeah, there was actually quite a few. So which one stood out? Um, I think Austin Dillon stands out for one. Um, I think he probably had... We were coming down to the end, and he was running in second, and he was running Justin Haley down. I think he had the best shot to win that race. Um, had nothing gone wrong. And coming to the last turn before the front stretch, um, he uh, he just got in the in the water a little bit, just part of the wet track, and, and it didn't turn. Uh, and tore his car up. Now, kudos to him. He did get off the track, didn't bring out a caution or anything, so it allowed that race to, to play out a little bit more. Um, not so much a front runner, but, uh, one guy that did stand out as having a really bad day was Noah Gregson. Uh, I think he got into the turn six wall. Um, I think it was three times, might've even been four. It was, it was a rough day for him. Um, but it was, uh, it was kind of amazing. Kyle Busch stands out a little bit too. He was in the wall. I want to say lap two or three in turn six. Turn six was a trouble spot for everybody. Um, but, uh, he rallied back to like a fourth or fifth place finish with a damaged car. So kudos to that guy. Uh, but that's kind of who I see standing out as guys who had trouble, uh, throughout the day, um, as far as trouble of their own doing. Where was Bubba Wallace all in all this? Uh, Bubba was actually running pretty decent near the end. And then he brought out the last caution flag. He get into turn one, a little hot, um, on the inside of, uh, part of me thinks it might've been Michael McDowell. I forget exactly who he was inside. Oh, Truex, uh, is actually who it might've been and, um, got in there a little hot and <laughs> took them both out of the run and, and damaged his car pretty good. He was, he was out of it. So yeah, I just, I'm trying to remember who like Donnie would want to talk about, right? Oh yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> Ross Justine. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Ross, um, didn't hear much from Ross this week. Weird. In the mean streets of Chicago, nothing from Ross Chastain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't mug nobody on track. 
Uh, all right, Ev. Well, it's just you this week, but what is your standout from the entire race? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't think there's any way that you don't give just as much props as possible to uh, Shane Van Ginsburg. He, uh, yeah. what's that? Gin. It ends with G-E-N. Oh, sorry. Ginsburg. <laughs> um, he, he just came into this with, um, I think he uh, had confidence in everything coming in, but he just came into it with um, a good mindset where, you know, he was there and he was just going to do what he knew to do. And uh, he came in, led practice, qualified third, and just kept learning as the day went on. And, and he brought it to these guys and, and uh, he brought home a win. And it was quite a popular win um, with, uh, with a lot of fans, uh, especially on an international level. So I, I think as much as I don't like to do the, the Donnie Johnson and give the standard to the guy who won the race, I think this week it is, <laughs> it is important and it is relevant that, uh, that you do. So I think it's the only way to really recognize that for what it was. I mean, he came up over and he won the race. Really? A down under joke. <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really miss Donnie. <laughs> that was funny. It was funny adjacent. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that about wraps up last week's race in Chicago. So let's hit the. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Yes, it I... does. Sorry. I was reading before the green and in my head, I was like, no, that's last week. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no. <laughs> That's <laughs> again a little sleepy. So heading into next week, let's hit our before the green segment and take a look at Atlanta, Georgia. So anybody attending this race, I mean we've been there too, to the city, to pick up carpet. But tell me all about Atlanta, Georgia Raceway, Ev. Before I do, I want to say I don't ever want to hear you talk about how we <laughs> ramble or. <laughs> Or don't transition well or anything of that sort. I don't know. I know. <laughs> You're struggling tonight. Um, which, I am really struggling tonight. To, to be fair, this was kind of a late development to throw this on you. And, <laughs> and, and I uh, just was away. I have two days to get ready to go away again. And it's like crazy busy. So, Well, it's not our fault you're a world traveler. But we are <sighs> heading to Atlanta. And by Eventually. we, I don't mean Merrily. Uh, we haven't been <laughs> sending her on assignment or anything. Like, don't get that idea. Uh, but uh, we are headed to Atlanta, Georgia for the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart, because if that's not the longest name possible for a mm. race. Uh, but this is our first repeat track of the season. We did race here earlier in the year, March 19th, and we saw Joey Logano take the checkered flag, which tells me that neither Donnie nor I picked him. That must um, be before I was on the podcast, because I don't remember making anything about Georgia or talking about Georgia. Uh, yeah, it, it was before you were on the podcast. Yep. Oh, um, so Atlanta is a one and a half mile track. It was reconfigured just last year. So now it races a lot more similar to what we would see at, uh, Daytona and Talladega with the high draft plate style racing. Uh, so you should expect to see the typical front runners that do well at those tracks do well here. Uh, it's also a great opportunity for a team that hasn't been running super stellar to step up and try to snag a win. If we look back to last year at this race, uh, in the closing laps, Corey LaJoy almost got himself a win. He actually finished fourth here again um, in the spring, March. in March. Uh, so 
really good opportunity there for guys to take a, a little bit of a big risk <laughs> in an attempt in an attempt for a big reward. Um, and so big risk can bring about those big rewards, but at this track, they can also lead to big incidents. So don't be surprised to see some large wrecks with a lot of carnage and torn up machinery. Uh, but also keep in mind that the race, like the trend has been the last couple of weeks, doesn't start mm-hmm. until seven o'clock Eastern on Sunday night. Um, isn't this it, like a lot of night races? Like, I feel like it was just like a special yeah. thing before it's been three in a row. Yeah. Um, the, um, the Nashville race started at, I think, 8.30. Uh, last week started at 6.30. Um, sorry, I think I switched time zones there as so I was switching, but 7.30, 6.30, and then we're back to 7 this week. <coughs> Has there been any, like, information as to why there's so many evening races? Or um, To be honest with you, start times are pretty much completely dictated by the TV networks. Um. um yeah, so... It's uh, it's one of those things that NASCAR has kind of given up the control of. Um, I don't think it's necessarily better uh, for the general population. I mean, if you look at, like, for me, for example, if the race starts at eight o'clock, it's going to be at least midnight before it's done. Uh, You're I actually nap through the first hour, so you have to go back and catch up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, actually, this week I probably won't even watch it on Sunday night. I will probably have to wait until Monday. Uh, just because of some other things that we have scheduled. So it's um, it's really weird. It used to be if we were doing a night race, it was Saturday night. And right. for whatever reason, whoever's been doing the schedule as of late uh, and whoever the TV networks have been choosing to select times and, and pick locations and slots and whatnot uh, has been going that route. I'm not a fan of it. Um, I like to think that it doesn't continue for the rest of the season, but I haven't looked far enough ahead to, to really know for sure. Saturday night. Saturday night. Anyway, that's from Friends. You're welcome. Oh, I'm aware it's from Friends. <laughs> I have heard you fall asleep to that show way too long now to have any questions about what it's from. I haven't even watched it in a while. I should should watch it again. Yeah. All right. You ready to move on to picks of the week? We're not actually going to pick, but would you like a short little recap since it goes in your favor? It doesn't go in my favor. I think we tied. Oh, yes. I'm yeah. sorry. That is right. No, it's all good. But yeah, um, instead of doing picks, you should tell everyone what we are going to do instead. Yes. So this week, um, because Donnie's not here for picks, um, I will get their picks from them kind of like one at a time, like we do usually on the podcast. And we will just make a post of that so you guys can share your picks with us. That is actually our most commented on post generally every week. So we'll make sure that's out there for you, but you've got to find it on our social media to know who we are picking this week. Perfect. Um, I'm picking SVG. I mean, he ain't come back again, but I'm all of a sudden really into V8 racing. V8 racing, eh? Well, I don't know what it was called. V8 supercars. Yeah, you weren't supercars, wrong. Supercars, yeah. yeah. I was thinking of the tomato juice. I mean, technically NASCAR is V8 racing too, but. Oh, I get you it. Say you're, oh, I'm not even going to acknowledge that joke. <laughs> How about All you right. do the recap? So Evan was able to end his pointless streak, and he and Donnie each get a point, resulting in the season standings now being 22-21, still in favor of Donnie. So Chris Boucher, no, Boucher. Um, Boucher. Boucher. I really, you guys have ruined that for me. 
because I only hear because you now. butchered it yourself. We yeah, just I know. Continued the tradition, but you guys keep going on, and now I can't get it right. <coughs> Chris Busher um, was in tenth, and Truex in 32, 30 seconds. So that gives Evan a point, and then Donnie picked Kyle Busch, who ended in fifth. Against Evan's pick of Denny Hamlin, who ended the race in eleventh. I'm going to be honest. I'm uh, Donnie messaged me at the beginning of the race and said, "You know, um, why don't you take that SVG guy instead of Denny?" <laughs> and I said, "Please, with Denny on the pole, I'm going to stick with it." I mean, SVG was starting third, but now I look back and I'm like, "Man, if ever I should have taken Donnie up on a trade <laughs> offer, that was the opportunity right there." Yeah, it wouldn't have been official, though. Why not? We were all in agreement. Well, I guess you weren't involved. but Right. You guys didn't even contact me. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So um, in, in the name of keeping this short, we are actually going to skip the in-between segment this week. Um, Sorry. Just, well, I mean, it is what it is, but we want to give Donnie the opportunity to be here with us um, for most of these full-length podcasts. So... Uh, that basically sums up, I believe, on on my behalf anyway, unless you have something you want to add. I apologize for how out of it I am this evening. Well. <laughs> to our listeners, please come back once Donnie's here. Uh, you probably could have just left it at, I apologize for how out of it I am. You didn't have to <laughs> leave this week. But, uh, but nonetheless, um, we are going to skip that this week. Uh, we have been enjoying that segment, and... Uh, have been enjoying kind of tinkering with it to see what does and doesn't work. And uh, hopefully you guys have been enjoying it as well. I actually uh, really enjoy doing that segment as far as like the research and learning about things that interest me. <laughs> within the confines of NASCAR. Within right? the confines of NASCAR, right? So yes. it's been fun. Well, uh, I will say thank you all for listening. Uh, I know this podcast has been a little bit shorter than you're used to. Uh, definitely hasn't had as many differing opinions, seeing as Donnie's not here and Donnie's the difficult one to get along with. So there hasn't <laughs> been that that back and forth or that contrast uh, has just kind of allowed me to run rampant. But thank you so much for listening uh, each and every week. Uh, we do have some exciting news for next week. Uh, Donnie's going to be back. Uh, so <laughs> that uh, that should hopefully make you reach back over and listen to us again next week. Uh, if also you've make made sure it to- this far. <laughs> Right. Um, if merely hasn't run you off. Um, but nonetheless, make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to our Instagram and Facebook pages. Uh, the interaction there is very important to getting this podcast out into other eyes so that we can continue to grow it and expand it. Um, other ears. Yeah, but the post gets it in front of other eyes so that then they listen to it. I mean, if you're going to correct me, you should at least correct me properly. Uh, But nonetheless, thank you so much. Really appreciate all your support. And we will see you next week. Bye.